We are learning Daf Lamed Beis. We're starting from the Mishnah on the bottom of Lamed Aleph Lamed Beis. Says the Mishnah, Mishnah not the Nazir. Somebody made himself a Nazir of Naziris. Now, let's just clarify. The only thing that causes you to really lose your days of Nazir is when you become Tommy. Then you go back to day one. We learned that for hair cutting, if somebody wrongly cut their hair, then it doesn't ruin their count of Naziris. But after their term, they, when they go to shave, you have to be shaving um, hair that's been grown for 30 days. So you might have to add some days to make sure the hair is grown. But what if somebody drinks wine? Is, is there any reason why they haven't fulfilled in his ears? I mean, they did the wrong thing, they sinned, but it doesn't ruin your count and you don't have to wait extra time. So what happens there, we learned a little bit more of an Ishal Alachacham. This guy was drinking wine, he was doing the wrong thing, but then he ended up going to a Chacham to be Matar his neder, and the Chacham said that it was Aser, meaning basically the, the guy thought that um, he was going to get a Heter. But the, the, the Chacham went in front of him and he said it was, it, was, it was wrong. It was not true. And therefore, he actually is still a Nazir. So all we have is a very convoluted case of a Nazir who was breaking his Naziris, hoping to get it Hotar, did not get it Hotar. So the Mishra says, Monim Shoshan Nazir. He counts his Naziris from the time that he made the Nazir. So what, what exactly does that, does that mean to say? The Pashas, what it would mean is that all the time that it had, had passed since he made himself a Nazir, would count towards the fulfillment of his term, even though he was drinking wine. So let's say it was, let's say, I don't know, 15 days that this has been going on. He's been violating his term, hoping he was going to get a heter. He tries to get a heter. He does not get a heter. And then uh, ultimately, now he's stuck in it. He, all the days which he had counted, even though he'd been violating the terms of Nazir's in that point, drinking wine, he still, Lamaisa can count those times. But we'll see more details about that in the Gemara. Now again, this is all for drinking wine. It had to become Tameh. There's no, there's no Tzad of account. He would have to go back to day one. Let's say he asked the Chacham, the Chacham was Mata the Nether. So the Chacham, Ataras Chacham, we know he's Oker Lemafreya. Retroactively, the person was not a Nazir. What happens if he'd already set aside animals for his carbon? So we have a very fundamental question. A Nazir who gets his Chacham to be Matarit, so Lemafreya, he wasn't a Nazir. What happens to the carbonos with, uh, for his Naziris, which he'd already designated? So we say, there, it just goes out to the flock, meaning it's totally unconsecrated. Why? Because it was a total mistake. He never was a Nazir. Remember yesterday we had a machlokas, if hektish betalish may hektish or not. Beishamah had a view that even when there's a mistake that's made in the hektish, it's still, it's still hektish. So Beishamah said to Beishamah, jump, they jump all over that. He had to mother his head, don't you see here in this case who hektish talls? It's a mistake in hektish, it takes a bitter of Eder. And since it's a mistake, it goes out and it grazes in the flock. So you see our position of Beishamah is correct. A mistake in the hektish doesn't take effect. Now Beishamah does not respond to the argument. It's possible this is a different type of mistake. Because this type of mistake, the Pshat is he never was a Nazir. That's not just like a mistake in the Maisa hectares like we learned yesterday about the black ox and the white ox. You know, somebody said uh, that the ox had already come out and he said, I thought that it was the black ox and really it was the white ox and we said that the white ox is Kaddish. That's like subtle. But here it's, 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 it's deep, right? It's a deep mistake. The guy was not a Nazir. You can't make yourself Karbanas. Even Bishamah would agree to that. Bishamah doesn't respond directly. He responds with an argument. Don't you agree? That is going to throw us into the laws of Maizrebeim. A person, one, has 10 animals. One out of every 10 animals, the 10th one is designated as a carbon. Number 10 is a carbon. What happens if you make a mistake and you call number 9, number 10, or you call number 11, number 10? By mistake, you're counting. So what happens? Somebody mistakenly called the 9th, the 10th. Last year, she called the 10th, the 9th. And then the 11th, he called the 10th. Don't you agree that these animals are Makodesh? But that is the halacha. That is the din. We derive this from Sukkim in Mesachas Bechoros. That it's still chal. It's brought as a shlavim, the whole story over there. So, Pekitzer, what do you see? You see that even though there's a mistake in the hectic, it's still chal. So, Beishama isn't responding to the question, but he's responding with another question. 
right? He's saying, I'll, you're trying to show me evidence that I'm wrong, I'll show you evidence that you're wrong. Over there, you see there's a mistake in the declaration of 9, 10, and 11, and it still becomes Kaddish. Um, so it says, Lo, that's not the Pshat. Why? Is it the rod which is being Kaddish? Meaning, is it the person's mistaken designation which is making the Kedusha? You think that the Kedusha is based upon the person's declaration? It's not true. Imagine the mistake was greater. Imagine he called number 8, 10, or he called number 12, 10. Is there any effect? It's not true. There is no effect. So meaning to say, what he's trying to say is that the din of Maisa Behemoth that 9, if you call 9, 10, it becomes Kaddish, isn't Stam. If you make a mistake, it's still Kaddish. That's not Tavar. If I call 8, number 10, it's not Kaddish. What must it be? It's a Pasuk that says that. The same Pasuk which sanctified the 10th one, who came to Hashi, has also sanctified the 9th one. So meaning to say, that's Acharas are on the 11th, top of the Maral. So it's a total Zeris HaKasuf that number 9 and number 11 could become Kaddish when they're called, when they're called in mistake. So it's not Pshat that the person's in inadvertency is still creating Kedusha. That's the wrong way of looking at it. Had that been the case, it would be number 8 and number 12 as well. Rather, it's just simply Xeris HaKasov that number 9 and number 11 can become Kadosh when they are called number 10, and therefore you can't bring a, a sense of proof to a broader idea that Hektish betals Shmei Hektish. All right, so the first thing that we learned in the Mishra is that a person was violated his term of Naziris by drinking a lot of wine. He tried to get a Hotar and he didn't. The Mishra seemed to say that the days that he counted the, the days that he had done since the nether still counted. So the Mar says, Mani must be sin. Who is our Mishnah going like? Low Rabbi Yosef, the Rabbanon. It's neither Rabbi Yosef or the Rabbanon. The Tanya says in a price of Mishnah, there's someone making himself into a Nazar. For Avon, as he Russo, when he's totally transgressing in his nearest, he's drinking wine, ain't his cock and low. We don't make ourselves available to him. Meaning, we, the Basin, do not try to get him out of his nether by being Mazar. Meaning, a guy did the wrong thing, and now he's trying to, you know, get off the hook by being Mazar and Mishra and making himself a Nazar. That's not, that's not our, our job to help him. Elam can motivate Isser unless he observes more days of Isser, like the equal to the amount of days where he acted the Isser. So let's say the example over here we're going to see from the Gemara coming up. Let's say his Naziris was 100 days. He was drinking wine for 60 days, let's say. We're not going to say that right now, let's be Mater. We wouldn't do that unless he observes Naziris for 60 days in the right way. So in other words, basically, once, it's, this is obviously a Dindra Obviously, we, we could be Mater and then retroactively remove it. But we don't want to do it for a guy who's been violating the zeros and getting him off the hook. So what we say is as follows. If you will observe the amount of days that you did Be'isra, that you did Be'isra, you do correctly, then we will, we will remove your Nazir. So let's say it was 100 day Nazirus and he was drinking wine for 60 days. If he does 60 days of, non, of, no, of no drinking wine, then we'll be Matur Nazir and take away the other 40. That's the idea. And that's again Durabana. That's the Tanakama. Rabbi Yossi says, it's enough for him to just make up 30 days. So meaning, let's say in that same case, it was 100 days in his years for 60 days he was drinking wine. We don't require him for, to do 60 days before we'd be matter of not drinking wine. Rather, 30 days would suffice. But both the Tanakama and Rabbi Yossi agree that there is a penalty going on here. Again, this is obviously Mitra but that there is a penalty. That if someone who violates his Naziris before we're going to be matter, what would we require? Either equal to the amount of days that he did based on that's the Tanakama. Rabbi says 30 days. Now, our mission just says that uh, someone who was drinking wine by violating his Naziris, he counts his Naziris from the time he made up the vow, which is Mashmi doesn't have to do any additional days for the time. So it sounds like our mission is not like Rabbi or the Rabbanon. Our mission sounds like there's no penalty. You drink wine, nothing happens. It's still part of the term. Rabbi says you have to make up at least 30 days, and Rabbanon are saying you have to make up the amount of days that you did based on So the Gemara says, Rabbanon, it could be the Rabbanon. Oh, so first thing Gemara finishes the question. Rabbanon, if it's the Rabbanon, Kashan, Naziris, Merubah. It's a question from a long term of Naziris. The Mishnah says you don't have to add 
any extra days. If we had a long as years more than 30 days, the Rabbanan would say all the days that he did Be'ezer are forfeited in the Rabbanan and they have to be made up. So, 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 so even if we say the Mishnah is talking about a longer term in his years or everything, it would be shver. The Mishnah implies you don't have to make anything up. So if we go like Rabbi Yossi, if it would be a standard term of 30 days, it's difficult because if it would be a usual case, it can't even be Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yossi holds with the Rabbanan, you have to make up 30 days. So if the whole Naziris was only 30 days and uh, the person was violating his stuff, then he's going to have to go back. He's going to have to start. How could the Mishnah say that he just counts from the time of his, of his Naziris, implying that even the days that he was doing Be'ezer will still, will still be counted towards the term? So the Gemara answers. You could say the Mishnah is You could say it's the Rabbanan. In our Mishnah, it was a long term of Naziris. Count Naziris and Wethis. Rabbi Yossi was only a short term. So we need to say as follows. We could say our Mishnah was a long Naziris. So only 30 days are forfeited like Rabbi Yossi. So when the Mishnah was saying that he counts from the time he made the nether, it means some of the days that, 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 that will, will be credited. So let's say he had whatever it was, 100 days. Um, and, 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 and some of the days he had, had good and some of the days he had not. So we'll say he only needs 30 days of, those, of the time that he had done. So if let's say it was, I don't know, there was 60 days or something. So then we we're going to say, according to Rabbi Yossi, he only has to make up 30 of the days. He doesn't have to make up all 60. So it's saying some of the previous days can still, he can still, he can go and, and still count. So then it could be, the Mishnah could be Rabbi Yossi. When the Mishnah said he can count, it doesn't mean from the time he made the vow. We were thinking he was saying that he could count the days that he was drinking wine. No, that's actually not the truth. Just the opposite. The Mishnah is saying he has to start again his count. He's been willfully drinking wine, sinning. Now he has to go back and count more days equal to the time that has elapsed since he made his vow. So we're saying, not that the days literally from when the nether started are counting, but rather he starts counting new days equal to the amount of time, like from when his nazir started until this point, even though when he was drinking the wine, he has to start again and count. So in, in summary, this is important to get these decisions. Midaraisa, when a person drinks wine, that's fine. The days are still counting. There is certainly a penalty that the days shouldn't count. There was a really interesting machlokas, how many days shouldn't count. According to Rabbi Yossi, some of the days can count. It's just that you have to do another 30 days of, of without drinking wine. So even if it was like a long term of Nazir's and you were violating it, mostly you only have to do another 30 days. According to Rabbanon, you have to redo all the days that you were drinking, that you were drinking the wine. And we're making the mission of work according to either opinion by amending the Gersa. Okay. Says the Gemara, we said if you ask the Chacham and we were Matar, what happens? That the animal goes back out and grazes. So from this ruling of, that Beishamah agreed to, we can infer what Beishamah would hold of in their case. Beishamah says that what? That Hektish Betoz is still consecrated. That's generally the view of Beishamah. Nevertheless, in our mission, since it's revealed retroactively, he never was an Azir. It's revealed that it's not Kaddish at all and it goes out and it grazes. So the Nami, we can infer the following halacha. Remember, the one exception is that when a person makes a Tamura as a mistake, it still is Kaddish. What was the case? Somebody says, you know, you have a carbon, a carbon ola. Somebody says the black, they meant to say the black act should be exchanged. But instead, they said the white ox should be in exchange. Even Rabbi Beisola agrees that that's Kadosh. We learned Xeris Akasov that by Timura, a mistake is still Kadosh. Even though it's, it's Kadosh, that's only because the original sanctity was true. That the original animal that I was transferring from what remains holy. Where the original animal loses its kedusha, then the tumor would also be uprooted. Meaning, what would happen if the original carbon ola that I was exchanging from 
let's say someone was mater neder on that hakdish. So they removed retroactively that that first animal was ever kadosh. So then the exchange that I make from that animal is also going to be totally null and void. And what would happen to it? It would just go out and graze, just like here in Beishama, where we're saying hakdish with us have a hakdish. But if Lamafreya turns out the person was never a nazir, we're saying so there's never anything to be sanctified, and therefore it goes out and it grazes. So too by the law of Tamura. Even though by the law of Tamura we say, Hektish Patalis have a Hektish, but if there was a mistake in the Kedusha of the original animal, then retroactively it won't be Kadosh, and then the Tamura's Kedusha will go away as well. All right, now we talk about the Mice of Behema case. Omar Mar. We're speaking about that if we call it the 9th, the 10th, and the 11th, the 10th, they still become Kadosh. Itmar, Maiser, when it comes to these 10th animals, Rav Nachman Omar to Usuf Allah is, it only becomes Kadosh if you made it by mistake. But if you intentionally call number nine, number ten, and number eleven, number ten, it does not become kadosh. It only becomes kadosh as a mistake. In other words, it's definitely exerts akasim. It's not as we said in the Mishnah. It's not something intuitive. But if you mistakenly call nine, ten, and eleven, ten, it becomes kadosh. But we're saying it's only if you do it by mistake. If you do it, it becomes kadosh. When you make a mistake, all the more so when you do it deliberately, it does become kadosh. So the, the machlokas and the amaram is if somebody for whatever reason is deliberately calling 910 and 1110, would it become Kaddish? So, according to you, that it's only if it's mistakenly called as Kaddish, but not if it's done deliberately. So, what was the argument that Bishama was making to Bishama? was bringing the proof that Hektish Betos have a Hektish from the case of 910 and 11. Bishama was silent, meaning he didn't give an answer. He wasn't actually silent, but the point was, he didn't give the obvious response. Lamer Lahon, if is right, Basil should have answered, What can you prove from the animals? It's different. The ninth one is not Kaddish if, if it was done deliberately. Meaning, in the very case that Beishama is bringing his proof, when 9 and 11 are becoming Kaddish, Basil should note that if I do it, and if I would do it deliberately, call it, call it number 10, it wouldn't work. What, would that, what should that prove? That should prove that it's not a din of Hektish Batals, it's a din, Stam of Xeris HaKasim. Otherwise, how in the world can we explain why, if I if I de- deliberately call it n- number n- number nine, if I deliberately call it number ten, that is not kaddish? It must be it's exeris akasov. Why did Basila have to run to prove it from eight and twelve? Why didn't he just say even nine and eleven itself? You see, it's exeris akasov because it can only be done by mistake, not deliberate. So the Gemara says just the opposite. Amar Rav Shimon Rashi, Adam Tamid Lo Amar Lo, and the reason why Basil didn't say it's a kavachomer for all the more so. It's a kavachomer. Ma Meiser in the case of Meiser, she ain't no kaddish b'kavana, where it's not kaddish deliberately. If I make the designation deliberately, it's not chal kaddish b'tos. Nonetheless, if I mistakenly call number nine, number ten, it's still chal kaddish b'tos. So then, hektish in a case of general kedusha, she kaddish b'kavana, where kedusha does come if it's done deliberately. If I do it with the right kavana, it is chal. Then lo kol shekain. All the more so, kedusha should be chalin it when it's done by mistake. Listen to that. Listen to that. To, to that kalachomer. Hektish, hektish. If I do it deliberately, a regular hektish, it's chal. We want to know if it's chal batoz. So let me make a kalachomer. Not in a place where it's not chal. If I do it deliberately, if I call number nine, number ten, it's not chal. But if I mistakenly call number nine, number ten, it is chal. All the more so, something in which I deliberately makdish is chal. Certainly, if I mistakenly am makdish it, it should be chal. However, Rashimi says velohi. It's not a good kalachomer. The hektish b'dayt to tala a consecration. Depends upon the person's intent. So, what do we mean to say? 
So the, 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 the idea is that you have to be do a deliberate act. That's like the whole point of when you're mocked or something, you might have to be able to be doing a deliberate act. And the Kabachon that we were saying is no good because it was trying basically to remove the point of making a deliberate act. It was saying that if anything, it's easier to be mocked as something, it's easier to be mocked as something by mistake than it is deliberately. That as a concept is definitely flawed. It's flawed to look at that as a concept. Your Kal and your Chum are definitely are off. It doesn't make sense to say that it's easier to be mocked as something as a, uh, as a mistake than when it's delivered. That, seem, that seems like a funny thing. It seems like it would be a funny Kavachomer. So after all is said and done, the Gemara doesn't really tell us what we should conclude, right? In other words, we have a Machlokas by Meiser. If, if, if I deliberately call number nine, number 10, or number 11, number 10, it's a Machlokas whether or not it's Chal. And the Gemara is making a great point, though, that if it, if, if it would not be Chal, then it's clearly just Xeris HaKasuf, that when I call it by mistake that it's chal, certainly deliberate hektish is more is more chashuv than mistaken hektish. And if it's not chal, then all the more so, then that should certainly prove it's just a, it's just exeris hakasov. So how come when the Mabesil and Beishama were having bringing this in as an argument for their case, that wasn't answered up right away by Basil? That remains a problem that the Gemara doesn't really like and goes unanswered. But the bottom line is the Gemara doesn't refute the opinion. So we have a machlokas if someone deliberately calls number nine, number ten, whether or not it would be chal. Okay. Says the Mishnah. What happens if somebody makes himself a Nazir? And what happened is, basically, he thought he had animals to bring for his Karbatos, right? The guy knows at the end of the New Year, some commentators have to bring animals. He thought he had animals in his herd that he was going to be able to use. So he goes to bring it, but he finds out that it was stolen. So he discovers it was stolen. So now he regrets making himself a Nazir because now what's going to happen? He's going to have to go out and, uh, what, secure more animals. So if he made himself a Nazir before the animal was stolen, Nazir's cannot be released. Why? What's the shot? Can't you be Mater Nether? So the answer is you can't be Mater Nether based upon Nolat. Remember, we learned this in the Dharma. If there's an unexpected turn of events that happens after the Nether was made, you can't be Mater Nether. Because if, had, they, had, the, had the person thought about that possibility when he made the Nether, he still would have. They said, oh, why would you make the Nazir's? Maybe your animal will get stolen. And then you're not going to have an animal. He's going to say, yeah, it's probably not going to happen. So therefore, it's not actually a reason he regrets making the Naziris. He would have still done it. It just happened to be he had bad luck that the animal got stolen. But it's not like a toss, a mistake in his original da. So that's a classic case of no life. And therefore, um, it's not a good way of being mat to the nether. However, top of the if he made himself a Nazir after the animal was already stolen, meaning it turns out that in the moment that he made the, the, the Naziris, the animal wasn't there. They ain't no Nazir. He's not a Nazir. The reason is because that's not Nola. There they would say to him, if you would know now that you don't really have animals, would you make, himself, would you make yourself a Nazir? And what would he say? He would say, no. And therefore, it's a very valid Pesach. And therefore, they can remove the Nether. This was a mistake which was made by a Tana He made a mistake about this, about whether or not you can be Mater Nether from an unforeseeable future event versus a current situation. What happened is there were Nazirim that came up. This is after the destruction of the second base of Mekdash. There were Nazirim who came up. They, hadn't, they didn't know the base of Mekdash was destroyed yet. So they came up from Gaulus. They were coming to be Makar if their Nazirim's Karbanos in Yerushalayim. They see, you know, the, the, the store is closed. The base of Mekdash has been destroyed. So the question was, are they stuck? Do they have, what an interesting question. They can't bring their carbonus, so they're going to be stuck with the Yisurim of Naziris, right? So the question is, could they be Mater Nether and say, had we known the Beis Mishra was going to be destroyed, we never would have made our Naziris. So said to them, if you would have known that it would be destroyed, he said, in would you make yourself Nazirim? They said, no. It was Mater Nether. However, 
The matter came to the Chacham and they said, it's not true. Amru, he said, anyone who made himself a Nazar before the Bismillah was destroyed, Nazar, that is valid. The vow cannot be released. Why? Because that would be no lot. Had you known the base of was going to be was going to be destroyed, would you have, would you have made the nether? So that's not good. Why? Because if you would think about that possibility when you're making the naziris, you would still do it because it's an unlikely foreseeable future. So you're going to say, I don't believe that it's really going to be destroyed, and you still would make yourself a nazir. So there's no taos in your original thing. However, if it would be Mishachar nazir, if anyone made himself a nazir after the base was destroyed, he's not a nazir. Why? Because we could be matir. We could say. We could say to them as follows. We could say, if somebody would have told you at the time that the Mesa Mesa was destroyed and that you'll never get out of this, would you make a Nazir? Of course he went off. You know in that fact at the time, he wouldn't have. So this is, again, the distinction between the future and present. If you would know about the present scenario, you would never have done it. That's a good Pesach. But if it's about knowing what will happen in the future, so your guy would still do it because he's going to say, who said it's going to happen? So the Gemara says, Amar Rabbah, the Rabbanan swept Rabbi Lezer off his opinion and they brought him over to his side. We learned this in the dark. Rabbi Lezer held, you could use a, a, a new development that happened after the, after the Neder as grounds for to be Matar Neder. You can't use a Nolad because if it's Nolad, the guy would not have refrained had he thought that through. He, not, he would not have refrained from making the Neder because again, the reason is it's an unforeseeable future, so a guy is not going to stop from it. So the Rabbonin has swept Rabbi Lezer to his side, because in our Mishnah, everybody's in agreement, you can't use Nolad. Says the Gemara, Even though the Rabbonin said you can't use a Nolad, you could use, uh, you could be Madra and Nether on the basis of something that's a Tnai, a Tnai of an unexpected development. What would be the case? We would say to the Nazirim, if a person would come and tell you that the base mission would be destroyed, would you make a vow? So in other words, the whole point of, of making a Pesach is that we say a person rushed into this, right? So you, and then, then you have a good Pesach. So you, 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 you if the person, and this is like kind of borrowing, borrowing an idea of something we learned in Masechah Zendar. The Gemara says there that we could ask the person, if let's say there would have been 10 people there to calm you down in the time, would you have made the nether? Like something like that, we can say to them. Even if there's nothing in the nether itself, but we say, had there been 10 people there who would calm you down, would you have done it? If he says, I wouldn't have done it, then that's a good Pesach. So here, if you stop say to the guy, if you would have thought about the base image being destroyed, would you do it? What would the guy say? He probably still would have done it because he doesn't believe the base image is going to be destroyed. So that wouldn't necessarily work. But we say we word it differently. We say, had there been a group of people who would have convinced you about the base Amikdash being destroyed, would you have done it? That he might answer no. Meaning it's a very different type of question. If you say to the guy, Oh, would you have done it if you would have thought about the base image being destroyed? You probably says, in an honest way, probably yes. I probably still would have. I wouldn't have thought the base image would be destroyed. But shift it a little bit. Ask the question different. Had there been a group of people surrounding you who would have convinced you that the base image would have been destroyed and, and, and that you'd be stuck being an answer, would you have done it? What would he say? No. Therefore, it's a good Pesach. So it's very interesting. You kind of want to, you kind of want to, word the Pesach in a way which is more relatable. So you don't stop and make it to the guy, oh, had you thought about the foreseeable future of basic measures being destroyed? Like, no, 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 no. And the honest person would answer, I still would have done it. But if you work it through with people around him who would have told you about it and convinced you the basic measures would be destroyed, then that can create a Pesach in that present scenario that he made the net. Okay. One thing that we've been assuming, and now I find this next Gemara, Mamash, a fascinating Gemara. We've been assuming 
that it was like an unlikely thing for the base of Medrash to be destroyed. In other words, if you would tell a guy who's about to make himself a Nazir before the base of Medrash, you'd say, oh, maybe the base of Medrash will be destroyed. He'll say, probably won't. Right? That's what it sounds like. If I was there, I would tell the Chacham and Maksiv. It's a Pasuk. The Pasuk says in Yirmiya, the, the temple of Hashem, the temple of Hashem, and, and the Rabbanah refers to the destruction of the two Bata Mekdash, meaning where basically there's a hint that there's going to be a third base of Mekdash. So then clearly we know that there is a Chorban. So how could we say it's an unlikely event that people don't think is going to happen, that there will be a Chorban? The Pasuk indicates that there are three Bata Mekdash, so people are aware of that. Clearly, it's going to happen. So if it's going to happen, why would someone think it's not going to happen? Even if you know it's going to be destroyed, you don't know when. So yeah, it's going to happen. Okay, I know things are going to happen, but I don't think it's going to happen now. I don't think it's going to happen to me. So therefore, I think I'll finish my Naziris before the base of Mish will be destroyed. Says the Gemara in my Bible, it's not true. They didn't know when the base of Mish would be destroyed. It said 77s, 70 groups of sevens, have been nigzar upon you. So this is a Pasuk in Daniel. So 70 times 7 is 490. So this means from the time, listen to this Pasuk in Daniel, from the time the first base of Mish was destroyed until the second base of Mish was destroyed was 490 years, right? Which makes sense. It was 70 years above El, then 420 years that the base of Mish stood. So Kali Yisrael knew that the second base of Mish was only going to stand for 420 years, the Gemara is asking. So what do you mean it's an unforeseeable future event that's a no-lot if you would tell the guy, don't you know the base of Mish is going to be destroyed? He would say, nah, it's not going to be. It's a Pasuk. Everybody knew exactly the day. They knew exactly the year when it was going to happen. So if they knew exactly when it was going to happen, so what do you mean it's an unforeseeable event? So the Gemara says, They didn't know which exact day. In other words, they just knew the general years. They didn't know what, what day on the year. So people still said it's not going to happen. It's not much unbelievable. It's considered a no-lot, an unexpected development. You have this doom, this handwriting on the wall, this Navua that in 490 years from the time of the Neal, the base measure will be destroyed. You know it's going to happen during this year, but since you don't know what day, and you make yourself in his ears, you say, it's not going to happen to me. It's not, I'm going to get through my his ears before the base of measure is destroyed. So if they would say to the guy, what did you do? Not think the base of measure would be destroyed? If you answer honestly, he would say, I, didn't, I probably just would still make his ears. And therefore he's stuck with it. Unbelievable psychology that we see in the, in the, in the mindset of a person. But a really big usage, which Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky takes out of this Gemara, is that when the base of Mikdash was rebuilt, they knew it wasn't going to last. That's what we see. It's very clear from this Gemara, one of the best riots and Shas, that the base of Mikdash, the second one, was known was going to be destroyed. The first base of Mikdash was not. When Shlomo Amel built that base of Mikdash, he was not aware, meaning the Nevuah wasn't there, that it was temporary. It wasn't like that. It was meant to be Mikhail, it was only the sins. The second base of Mikdash, it seems from the outset, was doomed to be destroyed. That's what we're learning. That was the very Nevuah in the time of Daniel that was going to be 490 years. Fascinating thing. Very interesting perspective and the difference between Mikdash Rishon and Mikdash Shein. All right. <clears throat> Let's finish up the Mishnah, which we'll just start really for tomorrow. A bunch of people are walking on the road. Six people. Someone's walking towards them. He's still far, too far away. They don't know who it is. One of the six guys says, I'm an answer that this person is so-and-so. Our second person says, I'm an answer that this person is not so-and-so. A third person says, I'm an answer that one of you is an answer. And a fourth person says, you're not coming to Nazir. I'm a Nazir that one of you, that, that one of you is not a Nazir. And then a fifth person says, Nazir. I'm a Nazir that two of you are Nazir. In other words, one and two are Nazir. Nazir. And the sixth guy said, I'm a Nazir, all of you are Nazir. So we saw this case yesterday. Bishama says, all of them are Nazir. Why? Bishama is saying, you're not making conditions. Right? Obviously, the, per- the person is either, yeah, the person that they thought it was or it wasn't the person that they thought it was. But how could they all be Nazir? Bishama's point is that 
they really aren't making, you know, like conditions. It's not a true tenai. They're just saying reasons why they're making themselves nazirim. And even though there are mistakes that they're making about things that are making them to makabal nazirim, that's just a mistake in hektish, which Beishamah says is still chal. In other words, this is Beishamah shita. Beishamah shita is, if you're making yourself a nazir, even if the reason why is based upon a mistake, but you're making yourself a nazir. So if, if I make a condition, I'd say I'm only a nazir if that person is, is Ruvain. If that person's not Ruvain, you're not going to be a Nazir. Bishamay says that's not what's going on here. You're making yourself a Nazir. You're just saying you're, the, 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 the motivation, the conviction of that person being Ruvain is what's making you that. But it's not a condition, and therefore, even if it's a mistake, it's all Nazir. Bishel says, no, only the people who are correct become Nazir. So it has to be fulfilled. And that's Basil's opinion that Hector's well Lo Shmaitash. So therefore Basil is going to say, let's say if Ruvain said if that person is John, then I'll be a Nazir. So it's only if it is John, then he's a Nazir. So on and so forth. No one that none of them are a Nazir. Since it was all a conditional, no one's a Nazir. Bishame holds any condition made in Nazir is not Chal, because Bishame's opinion opinion is that Nazir has to be something which is clear in the way that you say it. A conditional thing. Conditional Naziris is not valid, according to Reb Tarfan. Here, let's say the person turned back away, so you never find out who he is. A new question. You never find out. So, the person who vowed is not a Nazir. This is like Reb Yudah. Remember, we learned about this previously in the Masechta, that we assume a person would only enter Naziris if it's clear, not if it's going to be a doubt, because doubtful Naziris is very hard to deal with in the end when you bring carbonos. When you, have to, you don't know if to bring carbon, so you have an issue of Chulun Bazar. So Rabbi Yehuda, who is the Tana de Mishnah, holds that whenever the person turns around the other way and will never discover who he is, so the assumption is no one would make himself a Nazir if he wouldn't be able to find out if he's a Nazir. So therefore, at that point, everyone will agree he's not a Nazir. Shimon says, no, Yomar, you should say it is. Safik Nazir, according to Shimon, is a Nazir. And therefore, he says as follows. If it was like I said, then I'm a Nazir, I'm compelled to be a Nazir. If the person is not a Nazir, then I have to accept voluntarily new Nazirs. Meaning, He's saying to himself as, as follows. Reuben says, I said, if that's John, I'm a Nazar. We didn't find out if that was John. So he says as follows. If that was John and I'm a Nazar, then I'm a Nazar for 30 days out of my chova for my original declaration. And if it's not John, so I'm not, then I'm voluntarily accepting a new term of Naziris. So he's making another conditional Naziris. Then he observes 30 days of Naziris and then he can bring his carbon. We want shach, either because of his first declaration or his second declaration. Either way, he's guaranteed to be a Nazar. So bottom line is, in this case of six, we have so many different opinions in the Mishnah. Therefore, according to Beishamai, all the people are really just being Makabal Naziris. Just their convictions are bringing them to it. It's not conditional Naziris at all. Basil says, no, Hector shows love a Hector, and therefore only the people are correct. Rav Tavron says, any conditions that are attached to Naziris make it that it's not a Naziris. Rav Yehuda says that, no, that could still work. But if the person turned away the other way, then we assume that no one's a Nazir because the person would never enter a Naziris when it's a Suffolk. Rav Shimon says a person would, and therefore to satisfy it, you make a new stipulation now that if you weren't a Nazir, you're making yourself a new Naziris at this point.